Section 10 of Aspects of Love, an Anthology. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. The Sonnets by William Shakespeare. 81. Or I shall live your epitaph to make, or you survive when I in earth am rotten, From hence your memory death cannot take, Although in me each part will be forgotten. Your name from hence immortal life shall have, Though I once gone to all the world must die. The earth can yield me but a common grave, When you entombed in men's eyes shall lie your monument shall be my gentle verse which eyes not yet created shall o'er read and tongues to be your being shall rehearse when all the breathers of this world are dead you still shall live such virtue hath my pen where breath most breathes even in the mouths of men. 82. I grant thou wert not married to my muse, and therefore mayest without attaint or look the dedicated words which writers use of their fair subject, blessing every book. Thou art as fair in knowledge as in hue, finding thy worth a limit past my praise, and therefore art enforced to seek anew some fresher stamp of the time-bettering days, and do so love. Yet when they have devised what strained touches rhetoric can lend, thou truly fair wert truly sympathized in true plain words by thy true telling friend, and their gross painting might be better used where cheeks need blood in thee it is abused eighty three i never saw that you did painting need and therefore to your fair no painting set i found or thought i found you did exceed that barren tender of a poet's debt and therefore have I slept in your report, that you yourself being extant well might show how far a modern quill doth come too short, speaking of worth, what worth in you doth grow. This silence for my sin you did impute, which shall be most my glory being dumb, for I impair not beauty being mute, when others would give life and bring a tomb, there lives more life in one of your fair eyes than both your poets can in praise devise. 84. Who is it that says most, which can say more than this rich praise that you alone are you, in whose confine immured is the store which should example where your equal grew. Lean penury within that pen doth dwell, that to his subject lends not some small glory, but he that writes of you 
if he can tell that you are you so dignifies his story let him but copy what in you is writ not making worse what nature made so clear and such a counterpart shall fame his wit making his style admired everywhere you to your beauteous blessings add a curse being fond on praise which makes your praises worse eighty five my tongue-tied muse in manners holds her still while comments of your praise richly compiled reserve their character with golden quill and precious phrase by all the muses filed i think good thoughts whilst others write good words and like unlettered clerk still cry amen to every hymn that able spirit affords in polished form of well-refined pen hearing you praised i say tis so tis true and to the most of praise add something more but that is in my thought whose love to you though words come hindmost holds his rank before then others for the breath of words respect me for my dumb thoughts speaking in effect eighty six was it the proud full sail of his great verse bound for the prize of all too precious you that did my ripe thoughts and my brain in hearse making their tomb the womb wherein they grew was it his spirit by spirits taught to write above a mortal pitch that struck me dead no neither he nor his compares by night giving him aid my verse astonished he nor that affable familiar ghost which nightly gulls him with intelligence as victors of my silence cannot boast i was not sick of any fear from thence but when your countenance filled up his line then lacked i matter that enfeebled mine eighty seven farewell thou art too dear for my possessing and like enough thou knowest thy estimate the charter of thy worth gives thee releasing. My bonds in thee are all determinate. For how do I hold thee but by thy granting, and for that riches where is my deserving? The cause of this fair gift in me is wanting, and so my patent back again is swerving. Thyself thou gavest, thy own worth then not knowing, or me to whom thou gavest it else mistaking. So thy great gift upon misprision growing, comes home again on better judgment-making. Thus have I had thee, as a dream doth flatter, in sleep a king, but waking no such matter. 88. When thou shalt be disposed to set me light, and place my merit in the eye of scorn, upon thy side against myself I'll fight, and prove thee virtuous, though thou art forsworn. With mine own weakness being best acquainted, upon thy part I can set down a story, of faults concealed, wherein I am attainted, that thou, in losing me, shalt win much glory. And I by this will be a gainer too, 
for bending all my loving thoughts on thee, the injuries that to myself I do, doing thee vantage, double vantage me. Such is my love to thee I so belong, that for thy right myself will bear all wrong. 89. Say that thou didst forsake me for some fault, and I will comment upon that offence. Speak of my lameness, and I straight will halt, against thy reasons making no defence. Thou canst not love disgrace me half so ill, to set a form upon desired change, as are myself disgraced, knowing thy will. I will acquaintance strangle, and look strange, be absent from thy walks, and in my tongue thy sweet beloved name no more shall dwell, lest I too much profane should do it wrong, and haply of our old acquaintance tell. For thee against myself I'll bow debate, for I must now love him whom thou dost hate. 90. Then hate me when thou wilt, if ever now, now, while the world is bent my deeds to cross, join with the spite of fortune, make me bow, and do not drop in for an after-loss, or do not, when my heart hath scaped this sorrow, come in the rearward of a conquered woe, give not a windy night, a rainy morrow, to linger out a purposed overthrow. If thou wilt leave me, do not leave me last, when other petty griefs have done their spite, but in the onset come, so shall I taste at first the very worst of fortune's might, and other strains of woe which now seem woe, compared with loss of thee, will not seem so. 91. Some glory in their birth, some in their skill, some in their wealth, some in their body's force, some in their garments, though new-fangled ill, some in their hawks and hounds, some in their horse, and every humour hath his adjunct pleasure, wherein it finds a joy above the rest. But these particulars are not my measure, all these I better in one general best. Thy love is better than I birth to me, richer than wealth, prouder than garments costs, of more delight than hawks and horses be, and having thee of all men's pride I boast. Wretched in this alone, that thou mayst take all this away, and me most wretched make. 92. But do thy worst to steal thyself away, for term of life thou art assured mine, and life no longer than thy love will stay for it depends upon that love of thine, then need I not to fear the worst of wrongs, when in the least of them my life hath end. I see a better state to me belongs than that which on thy humour doth depend. Thou canst not vex me with inconstant mind, since that my life on thy revolt doth lie. Oh, what a happy title do I find, happy to have thy love, happy to die. But what's so blessed fair that fears no blot, Thou mayst be false, and yet I know it not. 93. So shall I live, supposing thou art true, Like a deceived husband, So love's face may still seem love to me, Though altered new. Thy looks with me 
thy heart in other place, for there can live no hatred in thine eye, therefore in that I cannot know thy change, in many's looks the false heart's history is writ in moods and frowns and wrinkles strange, but heaven in thy creation did decree that in thy face sweet love should ever dwell, whate'er thy thoughts or thy heart's workings be, thy look should nothing thence but sweetness tell. How like Eve's apple doth thy beauty grow, if thy sweet virtue answer not thy show. 94. They that have power to hurt, and will do none, that do not do the thing they must do show, who, moving others, are themselves a stone, unmoved, cold, and to temptation slow, they rightly do inherit heaven's graces, and husband nature's riches from expense, they are the lords and owners of their faces, others but stewards of their excellence. The summer's flower is to the summer sweet, though to itself it only live and die, but if that flower with base infection meet, the basest weed outbraves his dignity, for sweetest things turn sourest by their deeds. Lilies that fester smell far worse than weeds. 95. How sweet and lovely dost thou make the shame, which like a canker in the fragrant rose doth spot the beauty of thy budding name. O oh, in what sweets dost thou thy sins enclose, that tongue that tells the story of thy days, making lascivious comments on thy sport, cannot dispraise but in a kind of praise, naming thy name blesses an ill report. Oh, what a mansion have those vices got, which for their habitation choose out thee, Oh, what a mansion have those vices got, which for their habitation chose out thee, where beauty's veil doth cover every blot, and all things turns to fair that eyes can see. Take heed, dear heart, of this large privilege, the hardest knife ill-used doth lose his edge. Ninety-six some say thy fault is youth some wantonness some say thy grace is youth and gentle sport both grace and faults are loved of more and less thou makest false graces that to thee resort as on the finger of a throned queen the basest jewel will be well esteemed so are those errors that in thee are seen to truths translated and for true things deemed. How many lambs might the stern wolf betray, if like a lamb he could his looks translate? How many gazers might thou lead away, if thou wouldst use the strength of all thy state? But do not so. I love thee in such sort, as thou being mine, mine is thy good report. 97. How like a winter hath my absence been from thee, the pleasure of the fleeting year! What freezings have I felt, what dark days seen, what old December's bareness everywhere! 
and yet this time removed was summer's time the teeming autumn big with rich increase bearing the wanton burden of the prime like widowed wombs after their lord's decease yet this abundant issue seemed to me but hope of orphans and unfathered fruit for summer and his pleasures wait on thee and thou away the very birds are mute or if they sing tis with so dull a cheer that leaves look pale treading the winters near ninety eight from you have i been absent in the spring when proud pied april dressed in all his trim hath put a spirit of youth in everything that heavy saturn laughed and leaped with him yet nor the lays of birds nor the sweet smell of different flowers in odour and in hue could make me any summer story tell or from their proud lap pluck them where they grew nor did i wonder at the lilies white nor praise the deep vermilion in the rose they were but sweet but figures of delight drawn after you you pattern of all those yet seemed it winter still and you away as with your shadow i with these did play ninety nine the forward violet thus did i chide sweet thief whence didst thou steal thy sweet that smells if not from my love's breath the purple pride which on thy soft cheek for complexion dwells in my love's veins thou hast too grossly dyed the lily i condemned for thy hand and buds of marjoram had stolen thy hair the roses fearfully on thorns did stand one blushing shame another white despair a third nor red nor white had stolen of both and to his robbery had annexed thy breath but for his theft in pride of all his growth a vengeful canker eat him up to death more flowers i noted yet i none could see but sweet or colour it had stolen from thee one hundred where art thy muse that thou forget so long to speak of that which gives thee all thy might spendest thou thy fury on some worthless song darkening thy power to lend base subjects light return forgetful muse and straight redeem in gentle numbers time so idly spent sing to the earth that doth thy lays esteem and gives thy pen both skill and argument rise rusty muse my love sweet face survey if time have any wrinkle graven there if any be a satire to decay and make time's spoils despised everywhere give my love fame faster than time wastes life so thou prevent'st his scythe and crooked knife end of section ten